welcome. You are listening to the Watchman Alert Radio Network, broadcasting as a voice in the wilderness. This is Warren Radio, and I'm the Watchman, Dana Smith. Welcome to today's show. And we are living by faith in the whirlwind of the last days. Now stay tuned for a great show and line up today from Warren Radio. Can't hear you. Sorry. Greetings. Welcome to Warren Radio Advocacy and Gospel News with the Watchman, Dana Smith, and me. I'm Tower. We have a great lineup for you tonight, so please stay tuned. Today is March 6, 2019, and the readings this week in the Word are found in Exodus chapter 38, verses 21 through chapter 40, verse 38. <coughs> Excuse me. First Kings chapter seven, starting at verse fifty one through chapter eight, verse twenty one. And the New Testament portion is Mark chapter ten, verses one through fifty two, and also Second Corinthians chapter three, verses seven through eighteen. Go to warren-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com to read the latest articles by The Watchman. And this week we feature Discipleship, Moving Beyond Mere Christianity. Discipleship. In the words of Hebrews, we are moving beyond the milk. That is, since you have become dull of hearing, getting into the meat of the obedience of Christ and the gospel of salvation, it is entering maximum overdrive. Also, state of a nation, moral or immoral. State of a nation. When looking at the direction of a nation or a people, we look to its leadership. This includes the political, religious, and social leadership of a nation. The first look we as Christians must have is at Scripture. It is here that it is not unusual to find the prophets of Israel all standing against the immoral wave of its leadership. <clears throat> Listen to Warren Radio worldwide from your PC, Android, Apple device, and many other avenues. Check out the front page on warren-usa.com for our Spreaker embed and links to all the places to listen from, like iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Blueberry, and many others. And you can uh, listen or watch all the shows on our warn-usa.com blog. And of course you can listen from the front page of warn-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com. And you can follow Warren Radio on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Tumblr, and others. And tonight on our Advocacy Faith and Gospel News we feature... Eleven Christians killed every day for their faith. Four Christian women falsely accused of blasphemy in Pakistan. You are finished, threatened vandals against church in Turkey. 
Boko Haram and Fulani militants terrorize Nigeria. Killing of Christians continues in run-up to national elections in Nigeria. So stay tuned for more, for those and more. And now I welcome in the Watchman. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Good. It's Here we are again. We're still in winter. We are. We got snow. Yes, we do. And it's... we're in March. The groundhog is laughing his uh, tiny butt off. <laughs> but he's glad to have, uh, you know, the press, so... Yeah, he likes, he's a showman, he likes that. Yeah, yeah, he used to work, you know, his line used to work for Barnum and Bailey until they went into the forecasting business. Hmm. Maybe they should have stayed at the circus. Well, no, they they have quite a show the way it is. I mean, everybody watches, you know, <laughs> so. Well, at any rate, tonight we begin... Uh, in some quick news, as we call it, news clips. Barnabas Aid has been reporting about uh, the Syrian war for some time uh, on some of the things. They report on a lot of things, but, uh, you know, we talk about the Syrian war. Uh, we were looking at this back in 2014, 2015, when ISIS was going through, and when uh, um, the... Kobani Muslims were defending their town, and uh, Turkey, of course, was watching. They're called Kurds. I mean, the Kurds are in Kobani, and uh, they actually ended up defeating uh, ISIS and pushing them back, which began a long process of actually pushing ISIS out of Syria and out of Iraq. And, uh, of course, there are Kurds in northern uh, uh, northern Iraq, as well as over on the border with Turkey in Syria, there are um, Kurds there. We call that area over in Syria Rojava. They always wanted to have a separate little state there, and that's the, that's the same state that uh, Turkey, uh, Erdogan, wants to control and drive, this, uh, drive them out of there. So uh, we don't know how that's going to have happen uh, or what's going to happen with it. But uh, nevertheless, you know, what happens to all them young Muslim men and others who fought? Because it just wasn't Muslim. There were Christians alongside of them. Uh, there were others that helped him. There were some fighters from the U.S. that went and helped in Kobani. And uh, all in all, there was uh, families that were killed. Christian families that were killed. Sometimes that was the husband. Um, but now that uh, ISIS is pretty much quieted, now they are in a few areas and they're still a threat. But uh, Barnabas Aid has been supporting a bunch of widows there. And uh, one of them is just 17 years old. Her husband, of course, was killed in that Syrian civil war. And they've got about 100, actually 99 uh, widows. And this is in Aleppo. Um, and uh, so Barnabas Aid is over there ministering to these and trying to bring them some hope because it's kind of hard to make a living when you don't have, uh, you know, a husband. You're living in an area that is war-torn. And, uh, you know, of course, these are widows. And 
These women here receive food and clothes for themselves and their children, and they have uh, a lot of the other basic uh, uh, items that they need, you know, from hygiene to school stationery for the children and medical help. Um, and, of course, uh, you know, James admonishes us, and Barnabas Aid brings this up, look after orphans and widows in their distress. And so... Uh, you know, we wanted to bring this quick news to you because we do admonish you not just to pray for them, but if you can financially help them, do so. And Barnabas Aid is just one of many organizations that are on the ground in various areas, in, in areas that are dangerous. So you can go to BarnabasAid.org and, uh, and uh, give there if you want to help the widows. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of widows all over when we actually talk about it. There's a lot of distress as a result of what's happened. Now on another one, uh, I want to go over real quickly is the ACLJ, the American Center for Law and Justice and Jay Sekulow. Uh, and uh, they are a Christian lawyer group that... Uh, not only uh, stands up against the immoral and illegal things that are happening in our government and to Christians in America, they stand up for various people. They stood up for Pastor Brunson in Turkey. Uh, they've stood up for Asiya Bibi, who was in Pakistan. And now they're dealing with 14-year-old uh, Leah Sherbu, and we've talked about her a lot. And, of course, Asiya uh, uh, Bibi uh, was sentenced to death, and, of course, she's alive, but she's still in custody and yet to be allowed to leave the country to be with her, with her children in Canada. So even though you can get them partially helped and uh, where they're safe, uh, they're still in custody, and the Muslims in Pakistan have a problem really letting Asiya go. Now, in, with Leah Sherabi, because of all of the Christian, all of the girls that uh, had been uh, taken there, all of them were Muslims except for Leah. And of course, uh, the Muslims that attacked Boko Haram had let them all go. Some of the girls actually died there. Uh, but there were others who had converted Christians. But at any rate, there there is. Um, she was the one that was kidnapped and refused to repent. And of course, now they're demanding not repent, that, but recant. Yeah, well, become a Muslim. Yeah. And they're demanding two hundred and seventy-five million dollars for her freedom. Good grief. And of course, Nigeria is in the process. Uh, I actually, I think Buhari won again. Bahari has done absolutely nothing to stop the Fulani in Nigeria or Boko Haram. And we're not really sure, you know, uh, how this thing's going to work. But Nigeria is in a mess right now. And Leah Sherbo really needs your prayers and she really needs the help. And the ACLJ takes cases like hers and appears before the United Nations and other organizations in order to try to get international help and pressure put upon these nations. And many times that has helped. But $275 million, even if you get her out of there, that means Boko Haram will have all kinds of money to spend on killing and slaughtering others. Yeah. So this is, this is really the problem you need. You shouldn't be paying... A ransom for her. You need to find out where she's at, get in there and get her out of there safely, which they could do if they really cared. 
and uh, kill the militants. Uh, but uh, this is such a mess over there, so pray for Leah and pray for uh, her safe return. And so that's the quick news. It gives you a little bit of thing. You can go to aclj.org and uh, you can donate to their cause as well. Uh, and uh, we just, uh, you know, tell you about that because the, the ACLJ illegal, uh, you know, they all their stuff that they do before the United Nations and before even the Supreme Court are all done uh, as a result of support from Christian believers and others who help them to stand up for this kind of thing. And believe me, they do a wonderful job. They're standing up for Christians and standing up uh, against the immoral things that are happening in this country. Yes, thank God for them. Yeah, because they're the only ones doing it. That we know of. Yeah, yeah. well, no, they are. They're, uh, they're the only ones really like ACLJ. There are other organizations that will help in the, in the legal, you know, they will. Uh -huh. But nothing totally like the ACLJ <laughs> yeah. that really gets out on an international basis. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Um, there are others, if you get in trouble as a Christian businessman or something, that you can refer and find help from them. Uh, there are various different law centers and justice centers, but uh, the ACLJ is really at the top of the mark when it comes to this kind of thing. Um, the Gatestone Institute uh, reported, uh, and actually they had, like many of us, had gotten the report from Open Doors USA. They published their World Watch List 2019. They come out every year. This is the top 50 nations where Christians are persecuted. And, of course, uh, this year you're going to find uh, North Korea at the top of the list. But also China has moved up on the list because they've started doing more of it. And, of course, mm -hmm. you know, we can just tell you who we uh, seem to see in the news all the time. And it's not North Korea. North Korea makes it once in a while, but most of the time it is China, it is Pakistan, it is Nigeria, Kenya uh, comes up, India comes up. Um, you'll find Yemen, that's Sudan coming up, and you'll find uh, Syria coming up, Afghanistan coming up. These come up once in a while. Uh, but, uh, you know, by far, you know, a lot of times, especially with all the things been going on, uh, of course, Turkey came up this year because uh, of what Erdogan's been doing. But uh, um, according to the World Watch List by Open Doors, there were 4,136 Christians killed oh, for faith-related uh, reasons last year. And that equates to 11 Christians killed every day for their faith. And, uh, you know, you may, you may not think that's much, but that's 11 Christians every day no matter what you do. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, additionally, 2,625 Christians were detained without trial, arrested, sentenced, and imprisoned. And uh, 1,266 churches or Christian buildings were attacked. And now that... This also does not include, uh, uh, like in China, all the church, all the churches there that are being being closed. And of course, 
Um, if you go through Syria and Iraq and find out how many Christian churches were burned and pillaged and the Christians run out, I mean, it, the number <clears throat> is astronomical when you find out exactly what's been going on. Now, the biggest problem we have in America, of course, today is the ignorance of many in the political parties, many mm -hmm. of them who are trying to be politically correct, many who do not want to admit that Islam is a problem, uh, radical Islam, and a lot of the Sharia states, and whether they like it or not, Sharia law in these nations causes troubles invariably for Christians, Christians winding up in prison, Christians being accused of blasphemy, Christians... You know, being persecuted, killed, beaten, uh, murdered, uh, and many times uh, those uh, Muslims that are responsible are not brought to justice. And this also happens in radical states like India where Hinduism, uh, the B BJP party, Hindu party is in charge. And uh, more Christians have been uh, uh, gotten in trouble, killed and stuff over there as well. So, uh, you know... You you have a lot of problems, uh, and and of course, if you're a woman, it's even worse because then you can be kidnapped. Your kid, your your daughter can be kidnapped, raped, and forced to marry a Muslim. Um, there's just a lot of gender-specific uh, type uh, persecution of women that does go on, and of course, this is this is the one thing that made uh, uh, ISIS. Uh, you know, have so many people that would join it because uh, the rape and pillage thing is a man's thing. And uh, so they, they attracted a lot of pagan men who do it in the name of their God to rape and pillage and murder and slaughter. And so uh, there is a difference, uh, even though in America we have a hard time distinguishing between gods. There is a difference between the true and the living God and the God of the Muslims. And I don't care what what Muslim or what Christian may tell you any different, especially Christian leaders. Christian leaders in this country, they're going to face up for what they're lying about and what they're failing to do in this country. Amen. And many of you have stood still while abominations and practices have gone on in this nation. And any time Israel started falling away from the Lord God, any time that that happened, the Lord God allowed the enemies of Israel to, uh, to enter in. And that's exactly what's happened in America. Your enemies are here now. And uh, if you're too ignorant to see it, maybe you'll repent and God will open up your eyes. But the fact of the matter is, judgment awaits this country and judgment awaits this, uh, these churches here and judges awaits the Christian leaders. And uh, it'll be the same judgment that affected itself upon Judah when they had uh, failed the Lord so bad. Dear God in heaven, help us all. Well, and, uh, and according to this also, Islamic oppression. Now, this is the top uh, ten world watch list uh, uh, here. Uh, and... Uh, you can get that over and over at Open Doors USA, but uh, in seven out of the top ten world watch list countries, the primary cause of persecution is Islamic oppression. Boy, it's really not surprising, though. And that's their list, because uh, the bottom line of it is: see, North Korea is not Islamic uh, uh, related. China is not Islamic related. India is Hindu related. So there's three countries right there. 
so that's why when you look at seven out of the top ten, um, you know, those three which are in the top uh, top ten, I believe India's in the top ten. It's up yeah, there. Yeah, they are. Number ten, actually. They just made it to the list. So at any rate, th this is the situation worldwide. And so we want you to be aware of that and be aware of the fact that you need to be praying for these uh, the brethren and understanding that even in America, you know, we need to get our house in order here. If, if we're going to be a free country and a free nation, we need to get our house in order and we need to stop allowing the enemy in and we need to adjust who we are and what we are. And I'll tell you, passing an abortion law like they did in New York is not the way to gain the favor of the Lord. In fact, judgment is going to fall upon New York. And, and I mean, it'll fall in God's own timing. Woe unto you, O harlot. And if you want to find some more truth on this, you need to read the articles I have over on DanaGlennSmith.com, WarrenDashUSA.com, uh, because I talk and address these issues from uh, in our in the writings that I do every week. And so uh, you can find them there. I'm not going to spend the time here. You can go over there and you can read those articles. It's just hard to believe, though, that. Uh, we classify ourselves a Christian country, and, and uh, we do that. Kill children. It's hard to believe. Yeah, it's it's horrible. I did read today that Utah passed a law saying that uh, uh, um, these babies... Uh, can't be killed when they're born. Um, Good. It's a specific uh, thing they're born with. And uh, many times when you see one, you can tell. And uh, Is it like spina bifida or um, cerebral palsy? Well, no. No, it's not. It's uh, specific. And... Uh, at any rate, uh, so people in some of these states are actually uh, um, trying to make a difference to protect oh, the children. Good. But, you know, a lot of times if you see a children with any number of diseases that uh, is going to uh, hold them back, uh, what people think mentally, uh, they're going to seem retarded or anything. They think the first thing they need to do is kill the baby yeah and uh, a lot of a lot of people that I've seen like this um, they you know the, these children once they grow up they actually have some kind of a gift that goes with it I've seen that time and time again yeah so at any rate uh, uh, we do have another uh, are you ready with your uh, thing right yes. now yes <clears throat> This uh, comes to us from International Christian Concern. It's about four women, Christian women, that were accused in uh, February of blaspheming the Koran. <clears throat> Excuse me. And what led to this was uh, this couple, Fayez and Samina Riaz, they're a Muslim couple. They were renting a home in a Christian neighborhood from a Christian family. 
They were causing a lot of trouble among the Christian families in the community, so um, they were asked to vacate the home. So that angered them, and they accused the daughters of the wife and the daughters of um, desecrating a Koran, and she, the woman, claimed they stole a uh, copy of the Koran and ruined it by submerging it in a basin of dirty water. And um, because of this, of course, there was a mob of enraged Muslims gathered around and they attacked several Christian properties and um, a nearby church and they killed pets and livestock and damaged several Christian homes by stoning them and approximately, approximately 200 Christian families have fled their homes and moved to safer areas because of this and the local police have regained control of the neighborhood however members of the mob are still refusing to allow Christians to open their churches and after police investigated, it was revealed that Samina Riez borrowed a copy of the Koran from a shopkeeper. And when she reached home, she threw it in a tub of water in the restroom. And she purposely alleged the Christian women of desecrating the holy book of Islam. And she later admitted to orchestrating the incident. And she and her husband have been arrested. And however... Uh, first information report has not been filed because negotiations between local Christians and Muslim leaders are still ongoing. <clears throat> and this in Pakistan, this is in Pakistan and you have a widespread accusations of blasphemy. They're false and it's it's um, based on personal vendetta or religious hatred. And in the past 30 years, more than 1,500 individuals have been accused of committing blasphemy. Religious minorities, including Christians, make up the majority of these accusations, despite the fact that religious minorities make up only 3.6% of Pakistan's total population. Now, this is, this is horrible, but at least they, came, they found out too late that it was the woman and her husband causing the trouble? Well, you know, the thing of it is, we've seen some good signs from Pakistan. You know, especially with the Sea of Bibi. Yes. And now this one, I was particularly uh, encouraged that the woman actually admitted, which actually shows that she has a conscience. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, the thing of it is, the Christians over there have to really, really be careful. Just, it is so dangerous in Pakistan to be a Christian believer right now. But, uh, you know, the Supreme Court and the government itself uh, uh, has showed signs of, of trying to make sure that the, the minorities there, the Christians and others, actually uh, have a fair shake of things. And for... Uh, many years they have not had a fair shake. Yeah, now, I, I this is this is amazing that it just happened in February, and now they've admitted the criminals have admitted to wrongdoing. 
that's pretty fast instead of being tied up in the courts for years and arrested and well yeah a lot of times they're 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 in jail for a long time and they never do come to trial for years and years yeah and they just sit there not knowing what's going to happen and Asiya Bibi was in prison for what nine years yes I believe so and then she's found innocent twice told to release her and uh, the second time uh, she's been released, but she's been taken away and put in a safe house somewhere where she's still under guard. Uh, and uh, it was hard for her husband to see her. Um, and she can call out once a day, but she really can't do much of anything else. She can't leave the country to go visit her children. So it, it's really a mess. Yes, it is. So they need to clean up their act there. Now, the the down it's Down syndrome is what it, it was Utah lawmakers. They ban abortion of Down syndrome babies. Um, Good. Shouldn't kill them for any reason anyway. Well, no, you know, <clears throat> I mean, you know, we we get in this perfect so-called society, and we have the moral judgments now of course we talked about this you and i years and years ago we used to talk about this back in the 70s in the church with pastor kennedy and the other brethren all the time uh, you know how that there would come a day when they would try to kill babies and they would also try to kill the elderly yeah you know and right now euthanasia and killing the seniors as well as the babies uh, are both things that threaten society today and in some nations, and even in some states, euthanasia, uh, what is it? Is it Oregon? Which one is it out there that practices euthanasia now? It's either Oregon or Washington. I'm leaning towards Oregon. I'm not sure. So at any rate, you know, I mean, we're doing a lot of things that are borderline, to me, immoral. But then, of course, we've got all the Christian, uh, you know, ethicists that uh, stand up and uh, try to discern the biblical will of God through uh, ethics, moral ethics of a human population, and that's just uh, nonsense. Yep. But at any rate, now, um, of course, Turkey, you know, it just... Uh, You know, I, Turkey, you know, what can you say? You, you have Pastor Brunson who finally got released there thanks to the push by ACLJ and also uh, President Trump. Yes. And, uh, you know, he got him released. And, uh, you know, one of the churches over there, the Armenian Church of the Holy Mother of God, which is probably an Eastern version of the Catholic Church, they're Armenian, but... Uh, um, of course, they have threatened over years and years, even during the Ottoman Empire, there was genocide against this group, uh, the Armenians. Uh, and, of course, Erdogan wants to, he's pushing for a caliphate state like Ottoman. Uh, he has one of the largest modern armies in the Middle East, one of the largest, uh, except uh, they're Sunni. And uh, they believe in a little different takeover of the world. Um, and uh, Erdogan has actually threatened Europe. But uh, at any rate, uh, this particular church had a bunch of threatening graffiti messages, which 
you know, when you see what's happening within Turkey, you can understand why they would receive that, because you are dealing with a country that is trying to get rid of Christianity altogether. And uh, the church did have a security camera, and they filed a complaint, and uh, they don't want the events to happen again. And uh, they were written in both English and Arabic. And, of course, it's right right on the front uh of the building when the people came in, you know, you're, you're finished, you know, they, they want them to be finished. And, uh, in, uh, Turkey, we've seen this, we reported on another guy who is a missionary to Turkey, who actually, uh, wasn't allowed back into Turkey and his family was still in there. Uh, so the, the whole thing is, is right now is touch and go with Turkey. Oh, it's, it's horrible. Now, a prominent Armenian writer um, uh, by the first name of Murad uh, said that the walls and door of of the church, uh, its entrance, uh, 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 they built with rocks from the historical church uh, in uh, Nicaea, uh, where the council met. Now the church opened one; day, it opens one day a year, and it's believed to get, give a remedy to the people. Now, see, can you believe that? It, it opens one day a year. Good grief. And so, I mean, you know, the bottom line of it is, is that what we have here is that the early church met in homes beside streams, you know, wherever they could meet. And the church itself, you know, Yes, we have a lot of old churches, and there's a lot of that in there. But you're coming to a time. You're not going to be able to just jump in a church like we're used to here in America. You've got to be able to find fellowship and get together in secret. The early Christians during the Roman Empire, uh, long before uh, Christianity became uh, the religion of the realm of the Roman Empire, um, they were meeting in secret uh, in Rome underneath, uh, you know, in the catacombs. That's how they met. Uh, so, uh, you know, Christ himself said that if they persecute you in this area, go to another one. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, we're, we're supposed to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. We're not supposed to just sit around and let them kill us. Um, but... Uh, at any rate, our heart goes out to these people. And again, you might say, well, they're Catholic or related to Catholic or something else. The bottom line of it is, folks, it doesn't matter whether you're Catholic or an Armenian church or a Baptist church or a Pentecostal church. If you're overseas, you're meeting in anything and anything at all. And if it remotely looks like a church has a cross somewhere and you talk about Jesus Christ, these Muslims are going to target you and kill you. That, that's that's right. what they do. They could care less what denomination you are. They don't care what denomination, what your particular teachings are. They don't care what your priests look like. They don't care what you look like. You know, and if you have a church that's real nice, full of nice stuff, they'll go in and pillage it, take the gold out, bust up everything else, burn your Bibles, burn your crosses, tear everything apart. Now, that's exactly the what uh, ISIS did. Uh, throughout the Middle East, that's what we see around the world today, and uh, make make no mistake about it, there is a war on against Christianity, and the devil's behind it, and he's using groups to do it. You better believe it. 
So uh, there again, Turkey, watch Turkey because uh, Erdogan is not done. And uh, it's just not a good thing. Now the church that Pastor Brunson, he was uh, in that church for like 20 years. They never had problems. He said that they never came against Americans at all in any of the 20 years before. And he says now all of a sudden they targeted Christians. Everything changed overnight. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. So at any rate. Now, we got another report out of Nigeria that Tower is going to do, and we've reported on Nigeria a lot. So when we tell you this, understand it is dangerous in Nigeria right now for believers. Yes. This is another story that comes to us from International Christian Concern. The Boko Haram and Fulani militants are continuing their brutal campaign of violence throughout Nigeria's Middle Belt, and this is in February, just last month. The uptrend in attacks by Fulani militants has persisted throughout 2019, and the heaviest attacks are taking place in Plateau State. And it's an undeclared war that has turned Muslims and Christians against each other, and this threatens the stability of Nigeria. In February, ICC documented at least 60 attacks by Boko Haram and Fulani militants that killed a total of 205 people. Boko Haram was responsible for 126 deaths, 83 of which were civilians, and the Fulani were responsible for at least 79 deaths. And um, there's persistent ethnic tension, religious differences, and a lack of economic resources that are um, inflicting suffering on the Christians. And uh, the Fulani militants are attacking the defenseless farmers, and they're impoverishing many. The Human Rights Watch reported uh, increased frequency of violent conflict. It's been linked to intense pressures on land because of expansion of commercially cultivated areas, corporate mining activities, and competitive overuse of common resources such as forests, um, pasture lands, and water resources. And they say it's exacerbated by their climate change. And uh, Nigeria's farmer-herder conflict continues to unleash bloodshed. The humanitarian crisis continues to worsen in the state. And what you were talking about earlier, um, despite the violent attacks, there's been no major attempts by the Nigerian government to hold Fulani accountable or disarm them. And the recent re-election of President Buhari ensures that the government will remain dormant as the perpetrators continue to inflict suffering in Nigeria. And Buhari assured Nigerians that Boko Haram would be a thing of the past if he were re-elected. And um, now there's little confidence that militant groups will be defeated in 2019. So that's that's horrible what's going on in Nigeria. Well, you know, up, you know, they put up here, you know, that this has... Um, 
turn Muslims against Christians. Basically, it was Muslims always against Christians. The Christians, uh, many of them, uh, didn't have anything to fight back with. Uh, a farmer can fight back with a pitchfork, but he can't fight too much if the other guy has a gun. That's right. And so uh, the Christians, the farmers, uh, have been literally slaughtered. Them and their families run off the land, and their land is taken by these Fulani militants. Now, make no mistake, before Buhari got in, uh, it was Jonathan Goodluck Johnson who was a Christian. Somehow this guy got in. And then, of course, he lost to Buhari, who is a Muslim, who had swore that he would do something. But uh, Buhari, uh, you know, who had replaced uh, Jonathan Goodluck, Jonathan Goodluck uh, had promised that he would take care of Boko Haram, and, and uh, Fulani hadn't really gotten into it. And then when he lost to Buhari, Buhari said that he would take care of it, and never did. And then the Fulani started up, and now, with him being elected again, um, you know, there's just no hope in Nigeria. Nigeria, one time, it was known as a pretty peaceful country. The Christians and everybody got along together. Nigeria was not such a poor country. They had uh, some oil and other revenues to help them. Uh, but, uh, you know, right now, uh, Nigeria is in a mess, one of the biggest messes, and it's actually spilling over into neighboring, uh, you know, over into Kenya and other areas. So, uh, yeah. you know, these Muslims down there, of course, you got to remember that when we're talking about Africa, Africa has always been tribal, always. You know, even if you go back to the beginning of the colonies and the slave trade, the, the, the slave ships would have no luck getting slaves if the other blacks in Africa hadn't subdued their tribal neighbors. That's right. And sold them to the white slavers. So when you start blaming every white man on the face of the earth for black slavery, remember that those tribes over there were sold into slavery many times by, the, by other blacks because... Africa has always been tribal, bloody, warlike, and you find that same thing throughout the tribes in South America. You find it in the islands, Papua New Guinea, and a lot of the other places. They were the same way, tribal. They would fight, you know, they would eat the hearts out of their enemies, cannibals, uh, many other things uh, in, in the South Pacific and other areas. Yeah. What's, so, what's uh, bad about this now? They're able to continue operating freely and their brutal campaigns have claimed tens of thousands of lives and displaced millions more in recent years. The Fulani and Boko Haram in Nigeria. That's just astronomical. It is. How it's horrible. It is. That they can get away with that. No, nobody will stop them. No, and, and all these people want to do is live peaceably. But the Muslims don't want to let them. No. And this is radical Islam again. And uh, make no mistake, it we make m no mistake. We we do news stories about former Muslims who became Christians, and we're seeing a large pocket of uh, Muslims coming to the Lord. I mean, actual repentant miracles and signs and wonders associated with it. We see that. So not every Muslim is a radical Muslim, and there's some of those that really want to know who the true and living God is, and these are the ones that these former Muslims who have come to the Lord are finding. 
and it's an amazing process. Yeah. We're also seeing other groups come to the Lord as well. Thank God. Yeah. And of course, <clears throat> you know, in talking about Nigeria, um, you know, this is um, it's just hard to explain how these things can happen. Um, in Kaduna State in Nigeria, hundreds of Christian women had taken to the streets to protest the killing of 12 Christians that happened at a wedding reception. Um, and uh, they said that after the slaughter, soldiers and police of the Muslim-controlled government in Kaduna arrested Christian leaders without cause. And so... About 9 p.m. in that this the marriage feast was going on, and uh, of course, when we're talking about these these Muslim radicals, they don't fight fair. These people were behind hill overlooking the village, and uh, these Fulani herdsmen started shooting indiscriminately at Christians from various churches here uh, at this at this feast, this thing that was going on. And uh, 12 Christians who were a member of various churches were shot dead instantly, and another five were injured. Now, this is at a marriage feast. And so these, uh, this is where the problem is. You know, these people, radical Islam, who've been taught by imams that you need to kill every Christian behind every rock and, and every Jew behind every tree. Th- this, is, this is what their Koran talks about. And... Uh, this thing is not going to end until you address the issue of the Koran and what it says. And uh, right now, you've got these same kind of radicals in America. Period. Yeah, you do. They're just biding their time. Yep. Well, and then if you go over to Ethiopia, we haven't had much... Uh, much news out of Ethiopia. Years ago we had some uh, we did stuff on Ethiopia they were having famines over there and they were having Muslims uh, uh, Muslim uh, gangs over there and it was pretty bad at the time now in this particular one coming out of Morningstar News um, this happened in Nairobi Kenya. Now see we haven't had a lot out of Kenya but uh, in uh, you know uh, in a town in uh, northern or southern Ethiopia uh, were attacked by local Muslims. Uh, they attacked ten church buildings and uh, destroying and causing trouble. Of course, they were uh, shouting Allah Akbar, God is greater, and uh, and so they deliberately targeted the worship buildings and of course anywhere where they would use. Uh, anything to do with uh, Christianity. And, of course, here, um, this initially is reported by uh, Steadfast Global, who is a Scotland-based aid agency. We, matter of fact, do have contacts with various uh, uh, aid agencies uh, from other countries. I mean, uh, I, I do go to their websites. We do, we do look at what they're doing. There, there is a number of aid, aid agencies, not just uh, in Scotland, but in Ireland and other places. Of course, Voice of the Martyrs Canada also was reporting on what was happening uh, there. 
Um, and of course, uh, they had uh, crowds uh, comprising Muslim residents uh, from across the town who went to the churches chatting Allah Akbar. And uh, they had been given false information that a mosque in the surrounding countryside had been firebombed. Now, see, we've seen this before. Uh, Islamists, uh, you know, these Muslims are so easy to get excited. And of course, the, the Bible does say that they will be in every man's face, every man in his brother's face. That's what the Torah says of them, says of the sons of Ishmael. Uh, so... Uh, it, make no mistake about it, and we see it even in Pakistan, where an imam many times have got the got their crowds incensed, and they went out. And in this case, uh, they they actually killed a young couple many years ago, who was accused of something in the which they didn't do. They were eventually roasted, uh, beat up, and then thrown in the brick kiln and roasted. And we've seen horrible things happen. And of course, when these people start getting um, all excited, you you can't even talk to them. No. And so there's uh, no calming them down. No. And of course, the attack, attacks went on for quite a long time, as the case in some you know in Pakistan, and and if you get in India, it's the Hindus, and they do all do the same thing: get together in groups, and they will just be hundreds of them, and they will uh, come into an area, and they will pull the Christians out, they will burn their homes, they'll burn whatever they can, and beat up. Um, and of course, the ten churches actually had nine thousand, a little under ten thousand people who attended as worshipers. Wow, that's about a, a thousand per church. And so it, it's hard to it's hard to believe it's hard to believe all this stuff goes on. It's the hatred that it sounds me. I just can't imagine having being so hate filled. And evil. Well, you know, the thing of it is, a lot of times they go over the border to try to find a uh, place. But uh, Kenya and uh, Ethiopia, all of these things are just um, rife with this kind of hatred. And uh, But Kenya pretty much has, has been out of the loop, you know. But boy, you... Uh, yeah, it's tragic. It is tragic, you know. And, uh, you know, the Clarion Project, uh, while we're talking about things, uh, the Clarion Project uh, was actually uh, put out an article talking about the fact that ISIS may be out of Syria, but it's alive and well in the United States. Yeah. They gave three examples. A 22-year-old from New Jersey was sentenced to 16 years in prison for planning a bombing attack in New York City for ISIS. His name was Gregory Lepinski, Lepesky, Lepsky from Point Pleasant who pleaded guilty to attempting to provide material support to a designated foreign terrorist organization. And he was sentenced March 1st in federal court for that. Um, in another case, a 23-year-old from California was sentenced to 15 years and 8 months. He set up social media accounts to support the Islamic State and 
telling an undercover FBI agent he wanted to attack bars and nightclubs in the Bay Area. Good grief. And, of course, this guy uh, sounds like a foreigner, Amir Al-Gahagi, uh, 23. Um, and he met with undercover agents on numerous occasions to plan a potential terrorist attack. He posted threats online. Um, and, of course, his attorney argued that he was just a young, naive man who was unaware he was getting involved with terrorism. And, and of course, here, you know, the thing of it is, you know, it's too bad that he got talked into this. You know, it's mm -hmm. too bad that, that something got the feds looking at him. But, uh, you know, you can look at it this way. The dangerous ones in America, you're never going to see until it's too late. That's right. They're too smart. And then another example, Clarion Project said that uh, they nabbed a man from Milwaukee. Of course, this is in Wisconsin, which ain't too far from uh, Minneapolis and, you know, all of Minnesota and Michigan, which have a lot of Muslims in it. Uh, Jason Ludke, 38, communicated online with an undercover FBI agent and pledged his allegiance to ISIS. And he recorded a video of himself pledging his allegiance. Oh, my goodness. Um, him and another one, uh, Yosavani Padilla, Conde, 32, planned to travel to Mexico and then to Syria to join the terror organization. You know, and, and the problem of it is, is that they're online. They look at all this stuff online and they get convinced that's the truth. Because yeah. there is a spirit of deception in this stuff. And uh, we've seen more people deceived through online media. Now, I've told you time and time again that this t is a tool for the Lord which we use. But your online, all of your social accounts, everything online is deceptive. And you've yeah. got to use it very, very carefully. And if you've got kids, you need to pay attention to what they're doing online. I've been warning about this, and, and I'm telling you, I personally do not like any of the social sites. I do not like them. I have our websites and I keep them up. But uh, I'm telling you, you got to be careful with this technology. And uh, you got to be very, very careful about what you see online and what you count as the gospel truth or any kind of truth. You need to research it. You need to look it out yourself. And you need, to, if you're a Christian, you need to pray. You need to discern the spirit. Yes, sir. Amen. So uh, there, there's no doubt about it that Clarion Project picked up three examples. But folks, like I said, the bad boys in the ISIS or in the Islamic terrorism, you ain't going to hear from until it's time. That's Matter right. of fact, many of them, and we covered this years ago, <laughs> and that was years ago, Probably 15 to 20 years ago, uh, we were we were covering the Islamists that were in America at that time. They had their own towns set up, their own places. They had guards. They had private properties. They were doing army drills and everything else, preparing for the war between Christians and Muslims in America. That's what they're doing right now. Yes. And you're not going to hear from until it's time. God help us when this happens. Oh, yes, sir. Amen. So it's really uh, it's really one of those things, Tower, that uh, people...
people need to wake up to and pray for your brothers and sisters around the world and uh, if you can help financially help financially those organizations with boots on the ground and uh, a little plug for what we do we're the WIBR Warren Radio Advocacy we do also teachings on Thursday and Friday nights uh, we also have extensive archives of all of our shows that go way back and uh, I have articles and books and Christian materials and so all of these things you know um, we do have we do have those who help us but they help us because they want to help us because we work to get the word out to spread the word in every means that we can that's possible but you can go over to our websites warren-usa.com danaglinsmith.com you can sign up for all of our various emails uh, you can also find places to donate if you feel so choosing to. But make no mistake about it. I spend a lot of time telling people to be sure to find those organizations that have boots on the ground. We report on this. We connect you to them. We tell you who they are. And you have a responsibility before God. And only you can go to Him about it. So... At any rate, we look around, you know, and there never seems to be uh, a time when you can look at this tower and you can say, well, all's peaceful. <laughs> you know? Not anymore. But, uh, you know, when we were covering uh, the war in 2014-2015 uh, in ISIS, you know, the wartime uh, was basically in the summer. That's when they made war. So in the winter, things kind of quieted down. But when the winter came, when the summer came, the spring and the summer, when they could move, and, and it was better, then they could really make war. And so that's, that's the way it is in armies, too, you know. Uh, except uh, if you look at World War II, our tanks went all the way. in some of the toughest uh, battles of the war against Hitler was uh, in the wintertime. So, uh, at any rate... War, death, pillage. Christ is coming to bring peace and he's going to rule and reign and he'll cast down all of his enemies. When these things begin to happen, scripture says, look up for your redemption draws nigh. Remember, they overcame by the blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. These are the overcomers in the end of days. Make sure you're one of them. So Tower... You know, when you look at America, when you look at what we're doing, it's just hard to imagine that a nation that had our Christian w roots are willing to do the things that we are doing today. Oh, it it is. It just, I just can't wrap my head around it. I don't understand it. I don't know why you want to be that way or you can be that way. I think it's horrible, the things that are going on. I hate it. Yep, so do I. Well, at any rate, we got to get out of here. Okay, good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us. God bless you for all you do for the King of Kings. We love you. We pray for you. Good night, everybody. Shalom, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow night. We thank you for joining us today on Warm Radio. 
the Watchman Alert Radio Network. This is the Watchman, and for all of us here, Shalom, everyone. See you again on the radio.